Thanks for joining us on Beyond the Sermon, the podcast of First Methodist Church in Collingswood, New Jersey. On this podcast, the goal is not just to share our sermons, but to go beyond the sermon and talk about what we're learning and what God is doing in us and in our community. The sermon you're about to listen to comes from our summer 2023 series, Living Stones. In this series, we're looking at who Jesus is calling us to be as he builds us into a spiritual home. You can find more information about our church at fumccollingswood.org. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. So you're going to keep shuffling those cards while you record this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we have a tradition at staff meetings to uh, pick a card, each member, uh, from this discipleship deck that Pastor Scott got from uh, New Room Conference, conference, which we're actually returning to in September, my first time, which is exciting. And um, each playing card has a question on it. And uh, so I thought we could start things out with whatever question I just gave you on that card. Well, my question is kind of an easy one. Oh, no. It says, what questions should you be asked regularly? Are you okay? Am I okay? Yeah. Why? Um, there's a question you should be asking. <laughs> yeah, well, that, no, that's true. That you're asking <laughs> me. I've been asked that in a long time. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I can think of a few like, how's your walk with God? Hmm. Or how is it with your soul? You know, Are you making Sabbath a regular habit? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Are you spending time in the Word? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you did something for yourself? <laughs> I did. I was watching a show and I was dying because they, I forget, I don't even remember the whole setup. But essentially, someone was like, self-care. He was like, you know what? I'll just call it self-care. Because isn't that what we call anything we just selfishly want to do and we need to make an excuse for it to make it okay with other people? (laughs) It's a satire, so he's pushing to make, make more of a point. But no, it's 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 very important. I mean, I, I think that is true a lot of times, though. Yeah, and and they're going to be the extreme of it, but a yeah. lot of people don't make the time to do something. Yeah, um, and it's very important to to do that. But then other people like five times a day, this is my self care, and so that's yeah. why yeah. every meal I'm having, I'm talking from personal experience. Well, uh, this meal would make me happy, and so mm-hmm. we have you know. Seven buns for breakfast. So I like to think about it in terms of soul care. Okay, Pastor, go on. Instead of just self-care. Because when I think about self and what I would want, like it does tend to get pretty Mm selfish pretty quick. But if I can think about it in terms of what am I doing that gives life to my soul or is restorative to my soul and our soul being kind of the the sum total right of who we are because we're not just spirits we're not just bodies we are embodied souls and so when i can think about it in terms of soul care then i might actually do it Mm -hmm. Uh, because to me there's some value in feeding my soul when there's not usually too much value in feeding myself I really like feeding myself. <laughs> but yes, metaphorically I, I, speaking, I, yeah. I, I, I understand. And so, um, my question was a mission related question of how would your non Christian friends describe you? Ooh, big yeah. one. Assumes you have some non Christian friends. 
that is a very large assumption. And I do. And uh, one of them, actually, one of my friends mentioned in a message to me recently that I am a wonderful friend. I am selfless. And uh, they're very proud of the human that I, I currently am. And mm-hmm. recently talked about how, like, with their religious views of how they just believe that people should be good people. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm waiting for the opportunity to go down that rabbit hole with them of, like, okay, but what's good? And how do we have a basis of what is good and bad? And therefore, it's not just all of our feelings, mm. but, like... God has provided us that, and therefore I'm also pro-good people, but not just, like, what I think or other people think. Should be sure. Good, what God There's says some is good. objective reality yes. there. Yeah. So that, and so we're working our, our, our way down that rabbit hole, but there are mm-hmm. very, very kind words uh, from a friend that is not of the faith. Mm-hmm. And so seeing things like talk and being able to share with them about our mission trip, about the sponsored children's program that I do in a project in in Mexico are things that they can see these tangible good things for the world. Sure. Um, But trying to always kind of point them back to the root of like why we're doing what we're doing and all those things. And so. Mm -hmm. That's good. How about you? That's good. Um, That's a good question. I think I think most of my non-Christian friends would call me loyal, mm. uh, a good listener. I think those would be probably two of the big ones. Yeah. And so something uh, to reflect on as a listener of what would people outside of the church have to say about you? Do you have friends outside of the faith? And how are we... Uh, reflecting Christ in their lives because those relationships are port- are important absolutely and you know we were talking in the in the sermon on Sunday about the need or the desire maybe uh, for our church to be driven by relationships mm-hmm. and um, I, I think I don't know that I handled it well I, I think in my heart I wish I'd gotten to maybe some more specific applications of how people could be involved in relationships that matter or the kind of relationships I'm talking about driving our congregation. Um, And I think I got there in some ways, but maybe just not as specifically as I wanted to. Specific examples or applications that you wish you'd have applied on Sunday. Even in the section about talking about loving people and loving them into the kingdom. Mm. I, I never actually said, you know, like that means we should be pursuing relationships with people outside the church, mm. you know, and the implication was there, but people don't always catch implications. And so I wish I'd been a little more explicit about that. Yeah. Um, oh, our first explicit podcast. <laughs> But yeah, it just like so we should be in relationship with people outside the church because if no one in the church is in relationship with people outside the church, how is anyone ever going to come to Jesus? Yeah. I wish I'd been a little more specific when I was talking uh, in terms of uh, growing disciples and fostering 
transformation about the kinds of groups that I've found that do that. Like, mm. um, you know, in Wesley's terms, it was class meetings and band meetings. It's opportunities to discuss what it is that God is doing in our lives. Um, but then also groups where we can be accountable to people. I mean, thinking back to what are the questions you should be asking regularly, the five questions that Wesley said you should ask in a band meeting, which would be just, you know, you and two or three other people of the same gender. Um, what known sins have you committed since the last time we met? We're not doing that right now, right? No. Okay, good. What temptations have you met with? How were you delivered from those temptations? What have you thought or said or done that you wonder if maybe it's sin or not? You're not sure. Mm. And then, is there anything that you're trying to keep secret? <whistles> Big questions. Why would we want to sign up for that? <laughs> I gotta be honest with people? If you're trying to pursue holiness... We're not often going to find it if we don't look for it. And if we don't look for those things in our lives that are keeping us from... Yeah, it's so scary to be that open. I mean, there's a, a lot of married couples supposed to be the closest bond that I doubt are that open on a regular basis. And so how do we pick a group or get comfortable enough with a group of people to do that? Yeah, I, I think it takes time. You know, but I think it takes choosing to enter into that kind of relationship together. And it might not be with necessarily the people you think it will be. Mm. But you choose purposefully to enter into this kind of relationship. You, you draw hard boundaries about, you know, nothing else, nothing can be shared outside of that group that someone mm -hmm. shares. And, and you acknowledge that you're coming together to grow in holiness, to pursue Christ's likeness, to learn what it means to walk in the spirit, like Paul was talking about in first mm -hmm. Corinthians. And, and you do it within the context of the grace and forgiveness of Jesus. And so if someone shares a sin and they confess that in front of the group, then the words that they're met with aren't judgment and they're not, well, here's how you should do better at that. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, you're forgiven mm -hmm. because scripture says, if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so you might not start with all five of those questions the very first week you meet. But you might start talking about what's going on in your life and where God's meeting you and, and the things he's leading you to, the things he's teaching you, until you build the sense of trust enough that, you know, somebody chooses to break that wall of vulnerability and start sharing about some of those deeper things. Yeah, no, we, we try to be more intentional with relationships uh with our youth and other congregants of other generations and mm -hmm. you touched on that how we've been doing the mentor program through the summer which was very much a you should if you sign up for this it's because you want to do this and you want to grow individually in your in your walk and so i got to talk to carol doran mm. um who's one of our mentors yeah. for a couple of our students and I'll throw in a, a clip here about what the program's like, why she joined, and what fruit she's seen mm -hmm. in that time together. 
Well, it was, I enjoyed it. At first, I was a little hesitant, but it's been a great time for me to get a chance to, t to know, get to know two of our youth a little better that I really didn't know real well. Uh, I have one that's in high school, uh, Elizabeth Boswell, and then I have uh, Maddie McDevitt, who's in junior high. And so it's just been a real joy to learn a little bit about their lives and what they were into. I've really, Elizabeth, I've seen grow up in the church since we've been here for the last five or six years. Maddie, I really didn't know any anything about. So it's just been fun to kind of get to know them just a little bit better. Yeah. And what does what does the program look like when you guys gather? The mentoring program is we get together and they had to choose what a course that they wanted to follow. Uh, there were some different choices of identity, prayer, Bible study. And so the program takes them through week by week and it gives them some scripture that they would look at and consider with questions that would be to that area that they're interested in. It's been really good. And the so each day there's a, a time for them to reflect on a part of Scripture, to do some prayer, and then we get together. Initially we met, and then we've had, we'll have one chance, two more chances to, to meet and see where they are and what they're getting out of the program and how God has met them. It's been a real exciting adventure, I think, and I think uh, one of the things that I've seen is it gets you to set a designated time apart consistently to do mm. the Bible study and to take time to do prayer. And so one of the things that um, when we talked about the prayer, I have found just in my life that I've, if I have a prayer journal, I can write down the prayers. And so I've encouraged the girls to get, a, or I gave them each, I'm going to give them each a prayer journal so that they yeah. can particularly start to work on that area of their lives. Uh, I mean, praying, because the one gal said, I'm real good with popcorn prayer, but mm. just whenever. But just getting some kind of an organized time of prayer, too, is a good thing. So we're kind of working on on doing that. And then just sharing where God has met them as they've done the Bible study and how uh, it's touched their lives. So it's it's been a great, great time, I think, for for them and for me. Uh, I've learned that you're never too old to grow and to learn. Mm. And so Amen. I think I've gotten as much out of it as they have, but it's been a blessing to me to just be more intentional and to uh, spend time in, in my relationship with the Lord, but also encouraging them to do that too. Yeah. And so what got you interested in doing this in the first place? I know I approached you, right. but you could have said no very easily. Well, there's that passage in Scripture that says the older ones will share with the younger ones. And I mm. think that's always been my thought, even when I was a lot younger than a lot younger than I am now. I knew that that was part of my responsibility as a Christian, mm. that we should be mentoring and just sharing with others who are younger than we are. Uh, I've been blessed to have had mentors in my life over the years, and I think that that's part of our responsibility as Christians to to share and to mentor and to be available to share what God's done for you in your life. And so when you said, would I be interested I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I knew that that's what God expected me to do. And I think that that's just important. As long as he has us here on earth, 
we need to be sharing what God has done in our lives and be looking toward what he has for us yet to do. And so that's what we've been doing this past summer with our youth uh, and a few of our other congregants. If people are interested in being a part of an intentional mentor-mentee or a small band group or something like one of those two things that we've discussed, Mm -hmm. how can they get into one? Yeah, I I think... I think talk to Jeremy or I or call the office and we're we're going to start putting together a list of people who are looking for those kind of relationships and people who are looking to take that next step and are looking for uh, some kind of group, whether that's, you know, I want to be in a regular group where we're talking about how our walk with God is going and, and what he's teaching us and encouraging each other in that way. Or if you're at the point where you're saying like, no, there's really some stuff in my life that God's showing me. And I want to take that next step of getting into a level of accountability that I haven't been in before. And, um, and we're going to start putting together groups as, as we have people to do that. Um, And again, this isn't just another Bible study. Not that there's anything wrong with Bible studies. We are not anti-studying the Bible here. No. I think we need to take that step of looking towards where is God working in our lives and where can we partner with him in the work he's doing so that we can be the people who he's calling us to be in. And in those relationships with the people outside the church, we can be modeling the love and grace and holiness of God. Well, that's our conversation for today, but that doesn't mean the conversation is over. We'd love to hear your thoughts on these topics as well. To ask a question about anything we've discussed in this episode or to join the conversation, you can head over to fumccollingswood.org slash podcast. Thanks for being part of this conversation.